I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. It's so good to have you back with us on the In the Red podcast. My name is Anthony Hart, and as you know by now, or maybe you don't if this is your first time, I am a pastor. So I hope that doesn't push you off in the first five seconds of this podcast. I really want you to listen, because more than anything, I want you to know that I'm here to help you put some practical application in your life. Not to shove Jesus down your throat, uh, although if you spend any amount of time with me, you're going to find out that I believe that he is the best version of what we should be following and listening to because he came and did things so well compared to how we do it, even Christians in the church, because we fall short. Yeah, I'll be the first to say it. I've been guilty and probably will too along the rest of my journey. We all fall short. We mess up. We make mistakes. And I'll be the first to say it. So maybe that's the hook that pulls you in. Maybe that's the moment that says, okay, there might be something different here. I just want you to know that we talk about real things. It's not a lot of scripture references and super religious talk. This is a place of practical application because I believe in my heart that this word that I believe is true, the Bible, that this man who came and died for me, demonstrated it to a level and a beauty that none of us could even fathom to get right. So when we begin to look at his life, when we begin to look at things that occurred in this word, it allows us to see practical application in our own life, areas that we can grow in, areas that we should be better in, areas that, yeah, we just probably shouldn't have done that, went there, all the things, right? We just put a blank right there. One big boop, and you could fill it in with your thing, whatever your underlying thing is, the one you feel guilty about. Yeah, I know. I know you're Friday night, girl. No, whatever it was, really. We got those things, right? We cover them up, hide them. And a word I want to talk to you about today is something that's affected by that, the thing that's underlying, the thing that we don't show anybody. And that word is posture. Yeah, y'all remember, I'm from the South, right? Uh, it was nothing for mama or grandmama to come over and smack you on the back and say, fix your posture, boy. Like I was a slumper. And now even to today, I probably have a little bit of hump on the back of my neck because I'm a slumper. I'm a little tall, but I like to slump. So I used to get that all the time. And now I even get it from my wife sometimes. Fix your, fix your posture. You're not upright. It's going to hurt your back. You're going to be hunched over like uh, the hunchback of Notre Dame one day. All of you heard it, right? If you ain't, Maybe you just have an upright posture. Uh, but recently I was with a friend of mine and uh, we were talking about um, issues I'd been having in my lower back and things like that. And he said something I would grip. And I just, and my mom always says, like, you know, you should correct your posture. And he showed me how just pushing your back, your shoulders back a little bit. Although 
it looked kind of weird because I'm not normally doing it. And as I'm doing it, he's like, yeah, that's the way you should walk. I said, you know, who's going to notice this right off the bat? And he goes, who? I said, my wife. And I'm talking minutes later, Morgan walks over and I'm, I'm kind of doing that where my posture goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm correcting my posture. It's like, it looks weird. And it only looked weird because I had gotten so used to having a less than adequate posture. And I think that's what we all have to realize. This is the approach I want to come to you today is many of us in life, our posture is um, less than adequate, not physically. I'm not talking about that one. That's the easy one that I've been giving references to. But our physical posture is really a reference to what I believe is our mental posture, even our spiritual posture along the way, our financial posture. Like physically, we can see from that um, example, but now transition it to the areas that our posture is not. Let me give you a definition of posture and then we'll dive into this. Posture is this a particular way of dealing with or considering something. Another posture is the position of a bo- of the body assumed for specific purpose. So now when you think of like your body normally for a, a posture, your normal posture doesn't have a specific purpose other than standing or sitting or actually doing something. So I'm a football fan. I love football. And if you want to know about posture, go to the offensive and defensive line. There is a posture that they assume in the moment specifically for the duty they're called to. Now, if you're not a football fan, give me a couple of minutes to get you up on this example. In football, you got an offensive line and defense line. Offensive line is these big corn-fed boys. They've been eating a lot. The biggest dudes on the field generally. And their one job is to prevent you on the defensive side from getting to their quarterback. They're going to do everything they can just to be a wall, stand in your way. Right? That's why they need to eat all that. So those of you out there like, oh, I just need to eat a bunch. What are you trying to block, girl? What are you trying to block, boy? Back up. You don't need to eat all that. They have a job. A lot of that's muscle, too. Uh, If you get around them. I can remember being up in New Jersey one time with my wife, and we were in the same hotel. We didn't know it at the time. We were in the same hotel with the Arizona Cardinals football team. They were preparing to play uh, the Giants the next day. And that Sunday morning, we got off the elevator and walked downstairs, and the entire Arizona Cardinals offensive line was standing there in the lobby. I'm telling you, it was a different level of man. As I looked at those and just like, Jiminy Christmas, that's a big cat. Like, they're just big. But when you think of their posture, like, you can be as big as they are. You can be hitting the gym. You get all this fight. And, but if you're not postured right, it don't matter. I'm a Titans fan through and through. And here, as of late over the last year or so, we had some issues on our offensive line. Their posture wasn't correct. So they would be trying to block somebody, but because you don't have the right posture, the right move and specific shifts and all those things, somebody's getting right past you every time. And we paid the price for it a lot. And now I see we won last Sunday. As you position that, you begin to change your posture. You can begin to do what you're called to do a little bit better. So there's specific purpose in that. On the defensive line, their posture is a little bit different because they're not looking to block. They're looking to attack. They're going to make it through. So they posture themselves uh, almost on their heels when they, when they're down in that three point stance, because when that ball is snapped, they're jumping in to that person in front of them where the other offensive line is postured to receive. See the, the give and the receive all this place. Now you see in the posture, specific purposes and examples 
And I wanted to think this from an emotional perspective. So just in our last episode, we talked about the power of a village, the power of actively seeking friends and what's that look like and, and not walking in a place of not going to the right place to look for friends or rocking in it with the wrong attitude. I think we have to understand about posture is a bad posture can make a moment awkward. I just had this conversation this week with my daughter. Uh, she just recently started high school and she's trying to make friends, move to a different school. Some of her friends went with her, but a lot of them didn't. You know, in our area, a lot of middle schools filter into different high schools. So maybe some of the friends she had in this middle school end up going to two different high schools. It's just weird the layout. Um but she's making new friends. And she told me about an incident at lunch where she was sitting there at lunch. She uh, didn't eat with the girls who were, who tr came with her from her middle school. She was all alone. So she was just reading her book and eating her lunch. And this group of people come over and start talking to her and asking her about the book and asking them question, asking her questions. But she goes, it was really awkward. And I said, well, did you answer their question? She said, no, I, I just kind of looked at them. And I said, well, did you talk to him at all? She goes, no, I just kind of ignored him and went back to read my book. And I said, well, you want to know why the situation was awkward? It's because you were awkward. I said, your posture in that scenario is awkward, therefore making the situation awkward. Weird, right? We have control of our situations a lot of times. Our posture in that moment declares what kind of situation it is. So going back to the football perspective, depending on if you're a posture of being of receiving somebody or a posture of attacking somebody affects that moment. Because if you're the defense lineman and your posture to go after somebody, you put that other person on um, a place where they got to say, okay, you're coming at me. I got to, I got to receive you. I got to push you back. And now our posture begins to affect those around us and, and the other ones. So I want to challenge us a little bit and what our posture and how it becomes this way. I've been walking through this book with our church called The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. If you've never read it, I encourage you to. Uh, whether you're Christian or not, I can assure you our lives are mired in offense. And our offenses in life affect our posture. Now, think of going back to the, the visual example of our back and how we stand. If you are constantly lifting and carrying something that weights you down, you'll see this a lot of times in, in countries where they don't have transportation like we do. And they literally have to carry uh, st sticks with barrels of water on the end of those. You ever watch that? When you see them, when they take that off their shoulders, there is now an effect on their posture because of the impact on their body. And, and it just, when they take it off, it just almost becomes, that's my commonplace. Uh, you see people who spend a lot of time um, like getting down in small places. They're easier. Their posture is not upright. It's just a response um, to the way they live their life almost. So we, as an offense, when we get offended, when we get injured and wounded emotionally, it can affect our posture. I, I've witnessed people who've just been around friends, and I go back to that I'm going to put quotations around friends, people who just constantly belittled them, constantly put them down. Bullying became a commonplace, even in their relationships. Um, their response can always be defensive. Uh, or if you see somebody that's ever been in a physical um, relationship where there, there's physical abuse, um, anytime, you're, anytime you're around them, just a sudden movement and they'll flinch. Or I can remember when I was like, 
a kid in high school. I got bullied a little bit. So there was a flinch when somebody come up. You got to be prepared for it, right? It begins to affect your posture. And there's not one of confidence anymore. A posture of confidence is, is a very powerful. It's that upright because confidence almost prepares you for anything. Even if you're not positioned for a certain moment, there's a foundation when you get postured just right. You got a, a good weight balance in your feet. You don't even have to be ready for it, but you can receive it. It may not take it to the best of your ability, but at least you're not overwhelmed by it. Does this make sense? I, I hope this is connecting. I hope visually you can see this statement play out in our in our mental lives uh, and even our spiritual lives. Because when we are offended, when we walk in that place of offense, we constantly struggle because then what we perceive, because we've been offended, hurt, wounded, now we can see this in a person, we can begin to see that they're coming after us. So we can see that they're coming to attack us. And it may not be that way. It may be the way they speak, the, the language they use, and then we perceive it through a place of hurt and brokenness. And now our posture is one of defense. So we constantly walk around in a defensive posture and we make moments awkward. We make moments defensive. We create a battle where there was none. So our posture really has a part to play in that. Now, go back to the posture definition, a particular way of dealing with or considering something. There's two words it puts on this, an approach or an attitude. See, this is the two I'm talking about. The, the physical is that approach, but it's also an attitude, the way we begin to express ourselves. There's a lot you can that can be said about somebody's posture if you're really looking at it, how they go through life. If, if someone without self-confidence, you can generally from afar see their posture and it demonstrates it a lot. They, they walk with their head down. They don't look people in the eyes. Their posture just demonstrates a place where they're constantly feeling less than those around them. Or that could maybe mean you're sneaky um, and don't want to look at people in the eye. That's just as bad. But your posture speaks a lot. Your attitude that you develop in life begins to affect your outward posture, the way people can perceive you. And then it affects how you interact with others. The third definition of posture I want to address is actually a verb. And I think this is one where a lot of people are tr attempting to overcome a posture that's internal and trying to hide it with an external one that looks drastically different because we don't want anybody to know our struggles. We want to want to know the areas that we're struggling inside, their posture inside that's very defensive. So then we put on this offensive posture on the outside. This verb definition is to behave in a way meant to lead, mislead somebody. See, this generally happens in a bully. A bully's posture on the outside is very offensive. They got to be in your face. They got to come at you. They got to attack that weaker vessel. Nine times out of 10, this person's outward posture is drastically different than their inward one. We find many of these people who have self-confidence issues, may have been abused in the home, picked on. So now in this place where they could reverse that role and they could exert control on something because in a place they had no control. Now they overtly change their posture to the other side, not for good, but it ends up being for bad at someone else's expense. So now instead of processing the problems internally, the posture internally and, and changing that, changing the self-confidence internally, because you can't change your internal uh, posture with and by just changing your outside posture, it, the outside in, 
or the inside out, excuse me. It, you have to, if you got a uh, a negative posture on the inside, you have to begin to shift and change that because it does affect your outward posture. Whether you're either a hiding it from the world around you or attempting to go the exact opposite and be way different. But instead of fixing and repairing this inside part, because if your posture in here is fixed and replaced and repaired, by the when you do that, you'll see the need to operate differently out here. Usually it's because when you become healed, you begin to see the people around you in their posture. You know it better than anybody. You can perceive it. You can discern where people have been hurt and wounded and you see them and say, you know what? I was once there. How can I help that person? And it may be just through your posture towards them. I'm not going to do like everybody else and be after them. I'm going to go out of my way because I see they've been wounded. I see how they awkwardly respond defensively to everything that's said. So I'm going to go over the top and make sure them let them know that I'm a safe place. I'm not here to wound you. I, I'm, I just want to let you know I love you. I appreciate you. Like you begin to help people walk through their own postures. Once you fix yours, you can help someone fix theirs. It's kind of like the old aircraft, uh, the airplane. When you're on there, they say you got to put your gas mask on before you can put a child's gas mask on. Like it's so true. Even in life, you can't go fixing people if you've not been fixed yourself. There's a lot of those people out there, right? We see them all the time struggling in their own selves, but they get this quick fix for themselves or they overcome this one thing and then they think they can just give it to the world. Why? Because inside they're struggling in validation and they need to validate themselves for this thing instead of walking through a complete journey of healing so that they can be a complete help to those around them. Posture is tied to so many things. Like it is really how we begin to interact not only with ourselves but with others. And I think Jesus is a perfect example of this. I told you I'm going to bring it back to Jesus. That's what I do. But Jesus had a beautiful example of posture. He was very convinced because he was God. On earth, he knew who he was. But if you watch his posture towards people, it was one of openness, one of connection, one of value. Like the most valuable person to ever walk on the earth walks up to somebody and gives them value. Like instead of saying, hey, look at me, I'm Jesus. You should worship me. No, he said, I want you to see value in yourself. Why? Because he was assured of himself. His posture was one of assurance. He didn't need to pull it from you. He didn't need to lord it over you. He wanted you to stand upright. He wanted to help you. This is that place I was just talking about where healing, when you get healing in you, repairing you, then you see the need to go help someone else. He was so complete in his posture. When he saw someone broken, he wanted to do everything he could to restore that. The ones he we see his posture really get to a place of defensive is those who felt like they had it all figured out. Those who were bullying others actually in his name. Those are the ones he went and stood up against and said, no, no, no. You need to fix yourself before you can what do what you're trying to do and attempt to fix somebody else. Because you're not fixing anybody, you're only wounding them. I'll give you a couple of scriptures, and then we'll close. Second Timothy 2.15 says, do your best to present yourself. That's a posture statement, to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. I think this is a posture that the church has to get better at. Rightly handling. 
present yourself to God. In other words, he can see it. He, you don't have to tell him. And I think if God can see it, then what we're doing is we're operating like that in our life. I don't have to go and constantly force myself into others and push my posture in an aggressive, offensive manner because I'm a Christian. I also don't have to be on this constant defensive posture because I'm a Christian. I can just stand upright and be presenting myself as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The second one I would challenge some Christians maybe today is 1 Timothy 2 and 8. See, right here, Timothy gets two posture uh, scriptures. It says, I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands. Wow, right there. I'm going to stop, but that's not where the scripture stops because that's where we almost think stop. Oh, in church, we got we to gotta be praying, lifting holy hands. So that's our posture of prayer now is lifting holy hands. But that's not the posture that Paul was talking about. Listen to the rest of it. I'm going to go back and read. I desire then that in every place the men should pray, come lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. See, the posture is not lifting your hands. It's not doing it in a broken state with anger and quarrel in your heart. In other words, your posture internally has an effect on your external posture. You can have your hands raised, but if the posture of your heart is one of anger, you've invalidated the whole posture. God sees our whole posture today, and he wants to help it from the inside out. So I challenge you in this place. I want you to really look in that mirror. I know we do this a lot, right? But if we can't encounter that person, if we can't see what no one else sees in a way that no one else sees, it, if we can't really see through to our hurts and our broken places, then we'll never begin to fix and correct it. We'll never get to a place where we could realize, you know what, I do need help and I don't know where to start. I encourage you today. Jesus is that answer. Because if he did it so upright and he came to seek out those who were hurt and broken, those who were trying to figure it out, those who were trying to hide it from everybody and say, no, 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 you don't have to hide it. Let's fix it and repair it. That's you today. I hope you would take some time. First, you need to find a good place to start. Good people to surround yourself with. Safe places that you can begin open up about your hurts and moments like that. Not surround yourself with people who have postures just like yours, because what happens is a group think environment where you become justified. This is just who I am. I'm just an angry, I'm just an aggressive person. And it's not who you are. It's a response to who you're not. So I would challenge you today. Begin to think this through. Walk through it. Prayer is a good place to start. Ask God. He's the one that made you. If you want to restore factory settings, wouldn't he be the one to ask? Surround yourself with the right people. Maybe ask God, but begin to look. Never become satisfied with a broken posture. I'll be your mama today. You know what? Straighten up. It's time to fix your posture. Hope you have a blessed day. And I'll catch you here next time in the red. Let's go. 